This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Empire. Live audio is growing exponentially on Clubhouse. I think it's been incredible to watch the the everyday fan. And honestly, yes, I'm an executive of sports, but I'm an everyday fan as well. Like there's, yeah. there's people that I know that are just casual fans, and I've seen them do incredible things. That's Sean Brown, global head of sports at Clubhouse, where a vertical of interactive, star-studded content is taking form. This is the Future Sport Podcast. I'm Bram Weinstein. For me, Clubhouse started as a platform with an almost cult-like following due to its access being tied to a VIP invitation. It has expanded since and opened its doors, and there you can find a wide array of live programming that can be as interactive as a host wants. So it makes sense that Clubhouse could make a dent into the sports audio space with that original plan in place, exclusive accessibility. Our guest this week is Sean Brown. He's the global head of sports at Clubhouse, where the company that has pioneered social audio and they've been brokering all sorts of partnerships with leagues and platforms to bring new modern content in the sports space. Hey, Sean, how are you? Great, Bram. How are you doing? Hey, let me start with just a broad question with you, and that is just how fans engage with teams and leagues these days. How do you kind of view that in this new modern era? Yeah, I mean, I think the the most important thing is, is meeting fans and creators where they are, right? So, so leagues and teams are going to seek those platforms out. Um, a lot of what we've done with the leagues, we've been fortunate to have the, the NBA, the NFL, NFLPA, NHL um, on the platform, you know, several times. And it's about really just meeting fans where they are and where communities are. And that's, I think, what we've done really well. Clubhouse for live social audio is, is galvanizing those audiences and, and meeting those folks where they are. Like, for instance, with, with the NHL, um, we had Stanley Cup Media Day actually hosted right before the Stanley Cup um, on, on the platform. So um, there was ability for the players to funnel through for their media circuit and then actual fans within the audience being able to come up and, and ask really thoughtful questions, you know, for the biggest you know, game of these players lives. So um, I think that's a part of it for sure. Um, can you talk about Clubhouse in terms of at least its initial practice of exclusivity of how to enter all of the rooms and be part of Clubhouse and how you kind of see that moving forward when we're talking about large audiences that would be interested in the type of content that you're talking about? Yeah, I think the exclusivity factor initially for Clubhouse was just us, you know, thoughtfully building the product out and making sure it just didn't break because there was obviously a huge influx of people you know, uh, last year um, coming into the platform. So that's where that invite system came through. I'm not yep. sure if that's technically what you're asking in terms of exclusivity. Yeah. Yep. And now that we, you know, continue to build it out, um, going going global with Android and introducing that in fall of last year and just, you know, the product team being unbelievable and building out, you know, thoughtful products for the community. 
um, that that's one of those things for exclusivity where it just existed as um, it had to in terms of funneling people in, you know, correctly. So it wasn't a huge influx of people at once. And then now circling back, we have this huge global community on the platform that's able to connect, whether it's in small groups and social groups and just, you know, have banter with each other or, you know, content creators who want to create their programmatic content or more established entities that come on, like when we have a Sports Illustrated or a Spring Hill or, you know, a variety of athletes that we have come on and meet these creators and fans where they are. Okay, so let's talk about the engagement. Um, When fans or users or people who are interested in hearing from the athletes or the leagues, um, what are they telling you they want from Clubhouse that might be different from where they could get it anywhere else? I think it's the authenticity of, of, if you mean the actual athletes in town, I think it's the authenticity and just voice component. I think when you hear somebody's voice, and there's no other, um, I don't want to call it distraction, but there's no other, um, you know, filler around it. There, there's something there that's very intimate about hearing from your favorite athlete or, or brand or, you know, entity on the platform that comes on that you, you don't really get from photo, you know, a static photo or, you know, written copy or anything like that. So A, there's a level of authenticity and also this ability of like serendipity for fans to really meet people that they wouldn't be in a room with necessarily otherwise and, and be able to ask them questions or, you know, hear from them direct. For instance, we had Dwayne Wade on um, previously and he was you know, talking about Wade Sellers' wine brand and the 10th anniversary of that vintage wine. And, you know, there was wine enthusiasts in there. There was, you know, business entrepreneurs. There was, you know, Miami Heat fans and basketball fans all kind of in one space um, celebrating Dwayne. And they were able to come up there and ask him thoughtful questions and they were able to, you know, hear from him in a different aspect where otherwise they wouldn't necessarily be able to do that. Um, Okay. And then on the other side, and we could use Wade as an example or really anyone else. When, when, when you go, when they go into this, obviously, you know, Twitter's a free for all. It doesn't offer the same, obviously exclusivity and hearing their voice like clubhouse does, but how did you guys think through, because I would assume that the stars and the leagues, they don't want this to become a free for all with people asking literally anything, trolling it, running things off the rails. So how did you think through control of the medium so that everybody gets the experience that they're looking for? Yeah. I mean, I think it's funny when I first got on club, I had the same thoughts. I was like, can people just ask questions and talk whenever they want? But it really is a thoughtful product that, you know, I don't want to say it's a controlled space, but you know, the, the person that creates the room, the, the, you know, the talent or creator, whoever that is, those moderators up there really have full control over that room and who's able to come up and talk and, you know, how the flow of conversation goes. So there really is a thoughtful, you know, safe space, if you will, the product is created where depending on the room, you know, you have your, your speakers up top that are moderating and, you know, having the flow of conversation. And then you have your audience members down below who are, you know, just get to passively listen to the conversation. So I think it's about the room you create. I think for talent, when I deal with talent or, or brand or, you know, our creators on the platform as well. It's about, hey, what do you want to get out of this conversation? Um, you know, how many people do you want on stage? What is that? You know, you have full level of control over that space and the flow of that. So I think it's important to understand the room is, is what you make it in terms of that. It's not people that can just, you know, that's why the, the platform was created. It's about that level of, um, you know, honest kind of human connection, but also it's not there so people can, can dunk on you or so right. people can make fun of you or, you know, that that's not what it is. And obviously we're also a reflection of the real world. So there are spaces where, Hey, there's a hundred people on stage that just want to banter about something. There's been very successful 
people, you know, very successful ways that that's been done. But, you know, however, you have full control over that space and, you know, the, the way you are moderating and running it. Um, you had mentioned that the NHL held media days there. So those are news making and newsworthy events. Um, mm-hmm. it, last fall, after Antonio Brown had his incident in New York and took off his jersey, he did an interview on Clubhouse. I think it was the first one that he did to talk about what had happened at the time. So there's a news making event. Um, do you see that as a model that you all are pursuing to become newsmakers? Yeah, I, I think the, the clubhouse has the ability to be a multitude of things, and that's what makes it special, right? It's, it's, it's a couple friends getting a room together and, and having a debate or setting up plans for vacation or whatever they want to talk about. It's creators, you know, they're creating programmatic content. It's stars coming on. It's, you know, it's, it's multi-tiered and layered. I think, obviously, news is, is a huge component of not just the world, but social media and what we represent. So when somebody wants to break news or news is being broken, a lot of times you'll go in your feed and you're in your hallway and clubhouse and you'll see a ton of conversations about that from various different people. You know, just your your average fan, your average person who wants to talk about something all the way to star. So Antonio, I was fortunate to have a relationship with, you know, him and his team and um, reached out to them and just said, hey, you know, like I know you're, you're, you're going what's going on. And I think this could be a really not just safe space for you, but a place for you to connect with people and get this off your chest about what's going on and be, be honest about it. And he was, and it was great. Um, also it was terrific because we have a daily sports show called tapped in daily that um, two phenomenal media personalities host um, Kazim and Ashley Nicole Moss. And that's where that was hosted. in. so it wasn't, you know, he, he was talking to two seasoned media professionals. Yeah. Kaz works with MSG and in, in Spring Hill, Ashley works with sports illustrated extensively. Like they are no strangers to, to talking and working through with something with talent. So I slotted him in with that and, and they asked really thoughtful, fantastic questions. And I think if you go back, this goes back to the product. Now that we have replays, people are able to relive that moment now. Like this was the first time Antonio talked publicly to anyone. Like I know he had a litany of podcasts and other things that came after that, but that clubhouse room at 9, 10 AM that day was the yeah. first time he spoke publicly, especially at length. So I think there's definitely power in that and, and newsworthy material. And I think we'll continue to see, talent and and creators and and people come on and do that. Um, Okay. Hearing the voice is really powerful. Seeing them is even more powerful. How is Clubhouse viewing video into the future? Yeah, we have a fantastic product team that that surveys everything that's going on. I think that our most powerful asset is that we continue to keep the main thing, the main thing. And that's, you know, everyone has a voice and voice is still the oldest and most powerful medium that there is. Um, We have incorporated not video necessarily, but things like pinned links where, you know, you can have a, a URL that's pinned above the conversation and people can drive to that. So if somebody's promoting something or selling a book or wants you to go to, you know, this site or what have you, like you can do that. That's not obviously video, but that's an incorporation of, you know, small fit photo and other um, text components, back channel where you're able to message with people. So, you know, I, I think that the product team surveys it all and sees what's out there. What's out there. I think our primary focus is still absolutely live social audio um, in connecting people that way, though. But give me the broad vision here. As you've been working through this and you have publishers like Sports Illustrated and Front Office Sports and others, they're doing shows and ones that you've mentioned and you're working with leagues and teams. And then there are these moments that pop up like Antonio Brown is available to you to give a first interview or you have something specific with the NHL. Could you give me uh, just an idea of the broad vision over the next three to five years of, of what the sports arm of this grows into at Clubhouse? 
like I said previously, I think it's, it's multi-tiered. I think it's about our dealings with, I look at through the prism of four things every single day in no particular order. It's our dealings with leagues. Cause obviously that's what fans follow. They follow their favorite team leagues. That's where that, that, you know, evangelizing of the fandom comes from. So that's first, I think second is the individual talent um, that's, we deal with Antonio Brown, Dwayne Wade, Sue Bird, Megan Rapinoe, Mike Tyson, the litany of, you know, individual athletes that we've had on. I think second is kind of media and brand. That's the Spring Hill Sports Illustrated front office sports arm that you're seeing. And then that, that fourth foundational layer is really creators. When we think about NBA fan club on the platform with almost 100,000 people on there, every time NBA news breaks or there's playoff, it's Isaiah and Jarrett, two guys who just really love NBA and can really moderate the hell out of a conversation getting five, 600, 1,000 people in a room at once that are just NBA fans to talk about that. So I give that context to say those four layers, when they intersect, that's where the magic is. And I think as long as we continue to do that, you'll get more people on the platform. You'll have even better conversations. And that's where really the scale and the the, the magic of that will come. For instance, um, NBA fan club hosting something and an NBA player popping in or NHL and a fan being able to ask a question or brand integration with that, that is that is the magic of that, and how we can unfold that over the following weeks and months and, and years, you, obviously. And how do you balance quality versus quantity? Uh, I mean, that clearly mm-hmm. feels to fall into the category of modern media procurement and engagement. You can go on YouTube and watch a million NBA shows, the quality of which will be, we'll see. Same goes with conversation in many different mediums. How does Clubhouse view quality versus building quantity of shows? Yeah, I mean, we're we're not necessarily, at least me in the sports division, it's not about me building shows. It's about me bringing in and being the conduit for successful clubs and conversations necessarily. So it, it's not me funneling and saying, hey, we need 20 amazing shows and then whatever happens, happens. It's right. saying, hey, Sports Illustrated is a preeminent brand in sports media. The NHL is a phenomenal league. Dwayne Wade has something to say, hey, there's creators on the platform that are obviously investing their time and energy every single day, like MLB Collective going live when the lockout was happening and, you know, investing that time to galvanize and create audience there. So, you know, it's necessarily or me policing, you know, what what the quality of that's going to be. It's about setting folks up to be successful to make sure that, hey, when you come on there, no matter what kind of fan you are of, of sports, um, you can find something for you, whether it's the NBA, whether, you know, we worked, you know, with um, cricket in India, we, you know, it's a global platform. So thinking about all that, and then hopefully there's some fantastic conversations and people continue to connect on there. Yeah, I hear you, but my, I guess my point is, and I agree with you, I, I didn't expect that you're going out and literally procuring shows. However, going back to the original thought of there was an exclusivity aspect, and I appreciate how you explain that to Clubhouse. I, I'm certain there must be something in your mind that says we don't want just anything on here, that there is a level that we want. There's a bar that we want to get across, right, of the type of conversations and the type of content that will live on Clubhouse. Yeah, of course. I mean, I think quality is, is definitely top of mind with absolutely anything we do. But once again, we're, we're a reflection of the real world. So I, I can't make sure that every club or creator that we have on there is, is going to be to everyone has different taste levels to what they think quality is, of course, sure. right? So, I mean, I, I can't say that, hey, every single club or, you know, analyst or personality that we have on there is going to be to everybody's liking. But I can say, hey, these are the, the, the buckets that or the silos of business that we want to hit that we think are important to create a community around sports. 
Okay. Um, all right. Let me close on this. Um, so now that you've been doing this and you're monitoring what people are interested in and how they're interacting and how the clubs and leagues are interacting with you, what have you learned through this process of the modern interaction between fans, interested parties, leagues, and sports? Yeah, I, I think that, um, that's a fantastic question, by the way. I, I think that um, the last year, especially for me, has been unbelievably insightful for, you know, looking at the way fans have really connected and built their own audiences now, right? So you look at, I think people now follow talent more than they follow brands. So the, the individuals that we've had on there, especially for creators who have built huge, amassed huge followings um, on there and started as fans and really kind of morphed themselves into moderators and pundits and analysts and interviewers, you know, obviously there's a threshold for like what you do. Obviously there's so much time that you've invested in that. And it's not about every creator thing. They're going to be the next Bram necessarily, but there, there is this ability for creators, especially to, um, develop their own voice in the space in their pocket and have a sweet spot and be creative. And I think that's what clubhouse has really been able to unlock in, in a real way. And like, that's where leagues and teams and brands really funnel to is when they see, Hey, this club has created hundred thousand plus millions of, you know, community members in one club and they're just celebrating this sport and talking about their favorite athletes. Like that's where we need to be. It's, it's not a, top-down approach anymore where it's leagues and brands, you know, not necessarily, I want to say talking down to yeah. creators and fans, but it's creators and fans really creating the narrative and the conversation and them hopefully meeting in the middle and, you know, having a, a meaningful dialogue, whether that looks like a, a media day or something fun or, you know, an honest conversation with a talent or Antonio Brown moment or anything like that. But I, I think it's been incredible to watch the, the everyday fan. And honestly, yes, I'm an executive of sports, but I'm an everyday fan as well. Like there's, yeah. there's people that I know that are just casual fans and I've seen them do incredible things on the platform. So I think just harnessing the power of the everyday creator and them finding, you know, literally and figuratively their voice on the platform has been incredible because I honestly, I know what I'm going to get out of a, you know, when I, when I work with Spring Hill company, I know I'm going to get fantastic talent. I know they're going to be talking about cultural conversations in sports and entrepreneurship and they're going to be seasoned, right? Like that's what you're getting out of that um, or a league. Like, you know, they're going to be talking about the big game or, you know, the championship or, you know, evangelizing their, the players um, and the professionals are there, but the creators have been fantastic to see them create. It is amazing. It does feel a little full circle, like, you know, years and years ago with traditional media, it was that was disseminating the information about the teams as things consolidated and with more options, the teams started to take more control of their own messaging and created their own products. Not that they were bad, but they were doing it. And now it feels like it's come full circle again, where it is about the person who is giving the message. It's amazing, really. Absolutely. No, it's, it's definitely that full circle moment that I've been so impressed with. And, you know, I think we've been able to hopefully unlock and we'll continue to unlock. Well, I'm a user and it's really cool. And it was great to talk to you. Sean Brown is the global head of sports at Clubhouse. Thank you so much for joining us. Absolutely, Bram. Really appreciate you. On the next Future Sport Podcast, athletes are leveraging their brands more and more. It was that story that first broke May of 2019. And I just kind of went to a hole in my apartment in New York. To, I was like, okay, this problem isn't new. Like, 
why aren't any of the solutions working from just the pro athletes that I had talked to and YouTubers that had podcasts and, and, and video channels and kind of building a business around your content. That's Tiffany Kelly, who has built CuraStory, a company aiming to help athletes of all levels curate their online brands to maximize their growth and earnings. That will do it for this episode. As always, the future is now. This is the Future Sport Podcast. I'm Bram Weinstein.